Welcome back to Sports Headlines. I'm, I'm Stephen A. Smith. Sports Headlines, the most authentic place in sports. If you guys are new here, I'm Sportscast. Make sure you guys follow us here on Sportscaster. If you're listening on podcasting platforms, subscribe. Um, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, give us a review at the bottom. We really appreciate it if you guys did that. Again, I'm Sean. That's the nameless person. Actually, what is your name? I forgot. It says it right there in the bottom corner, so they can all see me. It does? I, I, Sanker Warner? Is that it? <clears throat> yeah, definitely. 100%. Sanker, Sanker Warner. All right. Th- thank you, Sanker, for joining us here today. I quite think. What's up, Warner? Uh, nothing much, man. Let's get into this. Yep. So, yesterday, literally three days after, after the sixth, I mean, Doc Rivers was fired or mutually parted ways. Relieved of his duties. Relieved of his active duties as head coach. Doc Rivers is now the new head coach of the Philadelphia 76ers. He agrees to a five-year deal to coach the Sixers. He met with El- general manager Elton Brand. On, I mean, he, reached, he had a conversation, spoke conversation with Elton Brand on Monday. He flew out to Philly on Wednesday. And he got announced as head coach yesterday. So it seemed like that meeting went really, really well. Joel Embiid welcomed uh, Doc Rivers over on Twitter saying, welcome to the city of brotherly love, Coach Doc Rivers. Excited for the future and what we're building here. Hashtag Philly forever and really quickly. Um, I, I have a graphic here, Warner, if, if, I can, if I can pull it up and find it. Yep, I just found it. I just found it. So sorry, unfortunately, for people who are listening to our podcast, you might not be able to see it. Um, but that sucks. So this is with Embiid and Simmons on the floor. So 2017-18, net efficiency, 15 and a half when they're on the floor together. 7, 7.6 in 2018, and 0.6 this year. So now that we saw that, Warner, what's your reaction to the deal, to the signing? Uh, do you think Philly – how do you think Philly – gets better or worse from the deal, from the signing. And what, what are your thoughts on, like, that graphic I just showed? I mean, first of all, let's start with the graphic. How do you how are you going to get worse the more familiar you are with somebody together? I mean, that just doesn't make any sense. That's all their fault. I'll explain well, yeah, why. Yeah. But. Um, but, you know, I think the Doc Rivers impact is going to uh, be, you know, way, way, uh, way big – the team should be way better, and it's a big, big signing for them um, just as, as an organization because he's an experienced head coach. Um, he he brings a certain air, like a certain style, a certain uh, experience that – just instills confidence in the players. Um, you've got, you know, he's a he's an NBA champion. He knows how to coach. He's a proven coach. And um, you know what? I think I think he's going to be um, uh, a whole lot better than than Brett Brown. Is that your thoughts on everything that I said? Like the they get? Is that your thoughts on everything in general? Yep. All right. Um, so, so I'm gonna start with the graphic as well. That's I think it's mighty funny. Like let, let's go back to the graphic. Can we can we pull that back up? Uh yeah, yeah, I think we got it. Yeah, let's pull this graphic back up. Look look where they were significantly better, right? They what was the common theme those two years, right? They had shooters. Oh my gosh, JJ Reddick, Tobias Harris, Marco Bellinelli, um Ursula Vasova, all right? You had shooters. Right, it's right. You had shooters to speak. Mike Scott, you had shooters everywhere, right? And 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 you, you take them away, right? And listen, I don't think I've seen a team in the past like decade or so that I've, like intensively covered basketball that is literally a shot away. Like you can make a legit argument. Kawhi just take that shot. They go overtime. They win, and then they might. I mean, if Golden State still goes gets injured, they match up better with Milwaukee than Toronto did. So let's say they do. They're a shot away 
from possibly winning an NBA championship last year. That's crazy. And then you go from that, and now we're talking about are the, the Sixers an easy fix. So that's what ESPN is talking about. They were just a shot away. Like, not even 18 months ago, we're going to the NBA Finals with Jimmy Butler, Tobias Harris, J.J. Redick, Al, I mean, not Al Horford, you're all going to beat Ben Simmons. Here's another thing. Al Horford has to go. Al Horford has to go. I don't care if you have to cut him, because the market for him after this year is not very high. But he has to go immediately. The spacing on the floor, which is why they were good this year. The Josh Richardson, is their upgrade from J.J. Redick or whatever? They let J.J. Redick walk? So really let J.J. Redick walk along with Jimmy Butler practically in return. You got Josh Richardson. That's what you got in return, okay? So listen, the, the Sixers need to get rid of Al Horford because the spacing on the floor. There's no shooting. You want Joel hey, Embiid to got, live on the block. They've got too many bad contracts um, that are big and, and long-term as well. You have Al Horford. Uh, should not have gotten anywhere near the amount of money he was paid or the years, honestly. Uh, with his age, Tobias Harris is not a, a a max contract or close to max contract type player, and you know what the the two guys who are Ben Simmons and Embiid, give it to them. I mean, yeah, it, yeah. But but Horford and and Harris do not need to be making that type of money, especially when it doesn't let you keep guys like JJ Redick or or other shooters around. And really quickly, Tobias is going to stay. And that's a big – I think that's a big piece. Adrian Wojnarowski from ESPN Insider or whatever also stated that Doc Rivers' relationship with Tobias Harris – people forget Tobias Harris had his best year in L.A. with Doc Rivers. 20 points a game, 50% from the field, roughly shooting a leap from the three-point line. He feels that Tobias Harris is, is playing to that caliber that, where he was in L.A. This can work. But you need – I like Al Horford. You need to get rid of him. I tried to warn them last summer when I said that Al Horford was the most overrated offseason move. I tried to warn them. And, I mean, look, they, they, they got swept in the first round. Swept. Philly has a nice I, – I, I, like I like the hiring of Doc Rivers. I really do. Yeah. Um, yeah, certainly. And, and – Kind of relating to that topic, Sean, how do you think that the NBA can kind of push forward um, the hiring of, of my in, minority coaches in the NBA uh, for the future, not just the few guys who are already in the system? Yeah. Um, so, by the way, Adam Silver says I mean, he says the NBA is going to work on, you know, work on that, right? And this is the NFL is that it has to start with the owners, right? Because the player, like the power that the players have in the NFL is significantly worse, less in the, than compared to the NBA, which is why it has to be the players. The players have to speak up about this. There's actually, I, I think I had it pulled up. Let me see if I, could, if I still have it pulled up. I guess I don't. Um, right now, there's Doc Rivers, Nate McMillan. No, he's fired. Doc Rivers, um, Monty Williams, the coach for the Suns, Eric Spolstra, they were minority. Eric Spolstra, um, Crap, crap, crap. Dwayne Casey, um, and when I get like like this, I, I forget some, but it's like a good seven. There's 30 teams. You think LeBron James, Chris Paul, Steph Curry, Damian Lillard, uh, Kyrie, KD said something like, hey, we need to get more minority coaches, not just black coaches, minority coaches too. Um, a minority as a, as a whole. You think if they said something about this that – um, then the NBA wouldn't comply. Your biggest stars are saying, yeah, we want more minority coaches. Look at the, the coaches that just got fired. Nate McMillan, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt, right? Because think about it. Think of the team he had, he's had. The one time Indiana was fully healthy in the four years, well, let me give you a full run now. 2017, Paul George's last year, they got swept by LeBron. 2018, the one full year with Victor Oladipo, where everybody was healthy, it took LeBron and the cast to a game seven. Next year, even 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 including that, that that team wasn't you know normally talented. Like, oh, you know what? They might be a contender, and part of that right, is right. LeBron's greatness and, and in the market he, as well. Indiana's yeah. Indiana's Indiana, right? Um, then 2018, so 
two years ago. No, the year that um this is 2019, the year that uh I was talking about where Kawhi hit the game when he like shot against Philly. Everybody's hurt. Oladipo's hurt. I think Sabonis missed some time as well. And then this year, Sabonis is out against uh who they play Miami. Oladipo's coming back from that quad injury or it was the quad, right? It was the quad. It was quad. Coming back from the quad injury. Um and Gordon Hayward, Paul George are perfect examples. It, you, you're not yourself the first year. It takes like two years to come back from a traumatic injury like that. So that's just an example, okay? Um, so it starts with the players, in my opinion, and I, I think that's the way that we can move forward. And however, I think there's going to be a couple more black coaches added. Like Doc did take Doc did the Philly job, right? Ty Lue's getting a coaching job, whether it's the Clippers or the Pelicans. Those are probably the two teams. I'm like, yeah, Doc, he's going to get one of those jobs, right? So it's filling up. We have to wait for the spaces to fill up. But if Houston, New Orleans, well, Indiana, what else is vacant? Okay, see, those are all filled by non-minority coaches. Players should be outraged. And because you told me that Mark Jackson, I'm going to keep reading on Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson, Alvin Gentry deserves another shot. Nate McMillan, Ty Lue. Ty Lue should have never been fired if we're being completely honest. Right? Tell me that whatever candidate, taking all the way back to we talking about Steve Nash, Steve Nash is not more qualified than those four guys. I don't care that KD and Kyrie, obviously the Nets have to care because you want to make your star players happy. But I don't care. Steve Nash is not more qualified than those four jobs as a four coaches, as a head coach. So, um, so yeah, that's my thought. Also, J.B. Bickerstaff is in Cleveland, so that's another black coach right now. Yeah, I, I – uh... I completely agree with what you're saying. Um, and you know what? Just just at the, at the moment, you've got to be grateful that, that, that NBA players and, and, um, and, and coaches have a lot more say than, than in the NFL and, and such. I mean, if you had the, the NFL owners and, and Roger Goodell and his, his self. Um, yeah, they have really so are, much are, power. Yeah, they're – they really just dictate what's going to happen in the NFL, especially guys like Jerry Jones and, and the real big, powerful owners. And and also, if you think about it, in the NFL, you have a 53-man roster. In the NBA, you'll carry maybe 17 guys at the most. And and you only have five guys on the floor. You more than double that um, on any given side of the field for an NFL team, offense or defense. Um, and, and you know what? I, I think – as long as the NBA doesn't incentivize teams like, hey, you get an extra second round pick, or you get a, um, you get a bonus first round pick, like you get the thirty fourth. Which pick is in what the, draft the NFL were, were toying with, which is which is ridiculous. I don't think we ever it's talked a terrible about that idea. Kind of schedule or whatever, like our time that we could do. We talked we, to, we talked NFL. about it for a little bit, but it's a terrible idea because it just makes it, the job feel kind of fake and um, not really earned. And, and you, you know, most most coaches are, are going to be able to at least coach a little bit unless their name's Adam Gase. And so um, it, it, I think, I think, you know, for, for some teams, they would take advantage of that system. I have and, a brain freeze thinking about Adam Gase. And yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and really quickly, the last thing you said, teams will take advantage of that. It'll be to the world like, okay, oh my gosh, we get a, a compensatory third round pick and we take the black coach. Okay. Um, Sorry, sorry, Bill O'Brien. We're gonna go hire Greg Williams for the for the Jets. Was for, I mean, who's not bad? He's, he's a pretty nice okay, defense. I mean, look at what the Browns defense did after yeah. he left. The Browns defense wasn't spectacular, yeah, uh, yeah. but it was competent. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're, we're gonna hire Greg Williams to get a compensatory third round pick. Where if it wasn't for that, they would never do that. That was the hypothetical you know, situation. If you're wondering, you might see but, some coaches yeah. take more GM roles. Like, say, you know, I'm not saying Bill Belichick's a bad person, but Bill Belichick is the type of guy who would take advantage of that system and hire a black coach as, a, as like, a puppet figure. He practically is and the GM. He, he is the GM. So he would just stay as GM and then make all the decisions regarding the game plan and everything right. and just have a, a black coach as a figurehead, um, like, like, a, like the, uh, the royal family in Great Britain. No power, just the face of a franchise. And an extra third round pick or whatever. So, yeah, I, I don't think I don't think you need you want to go down that road if you're the NBA. Yeah. All right. Next topic on today's show 
There's a there's a rookie quarterback from LSU, and his name is Joe freaking Burrow. Now, if you just got new to sports or you've been living under a rock, Joe Burrow had one of the greatest, I mean, emphasize, greatest college football seasons of all time last year, throwing 60 touchdowns and six interceptions, and during the regular season, 48 touchdowns and six interceptions. And he only had an interception, more than one interception, once last year. One time. And in two comfortable playoff games, he had 12 touchdowns to zero picks, including five on Warner's Clemson Tigers and seven on my Oklahoma Sooners. So he's torching everybody. But right now he's in the NFL. Warner, he's looked good so far. Is he a top 10 quarterback right now? Yes, Joe Burrow is a top 10 quarterback. Um, I, I know you. You don't like that claim. I'll run through my top ten in, in a minute here. But Sean, tell me what what if we're going if we're going to um to Madden ratings, right? Madden twenty one, bad game, don't buy it. But if you're rating a player, it's a it's a it's a pretty base system to rate a player by. You cannot tell me more than like say two or three stats or, or ratings or phases of his game that is not in the top 10. I mean, seriously. Arm strength? I think that's around the, the 10, 10, top really? 10. Really? Really? Have, have you watched Joe Burrow? You're telling me he has a yes. top 10 arm. Arm? Like, you, got, you got guys like Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Matthew Stafford has a cannon of an arm. Russell Wilson, Russell, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. Russell Wilson is more of a touch passer. We're talking about pure arm strength, so not accurate. Russell Wilson probably has the best. No, Burrow. No, continue. But continue. Accuracy down the field and and closer closer to home. Accuracy. Even his even his pocket presence is is top ten in my opinion. And um, I'll, I'll run down my my um, top ten quarterbacks right now. Number ten, I got Matthew Stafford. Number nine, I got Joe Burrow. Number eight, I've got Big Ben. Or no, sorry, Kyler Murray. Number seven is Big Ben. Number six, Tom Brady. Deshaun Watson comes in at five. Lamar Jackson at four. Rodgers at three. Russell Wilson at two. And Patrick Mahomes as the best quarterback in the league. And and I just think, I mean, seriously, Joe Joe Burrow, I think, is better than Dak Prescott. I know he's better than Josh Allen, despite the year that Josh Allen's having. I I know I know he's better than Carson Wentz right now. He's more talented at this moment than Drew Brees is. Not that Drew Brees ever was, but right now in this moment, he's a better quarterback than Drew Brees. Um, I, I'd say he's better than Matt Ryan at the moment. Um, he's better than guys like Kirk Cousins, Baker Mayfield, Jimmy Garoppolo, Ryan Tannehill. I, I say he's a top ten quarterback. Okay. Oh my God, J. Cole has a reference. First things first. Okay. First thing first is from it's on Middle Child. No, it's not Middle Child. It's uh yeah. no role models. Um, three games, Warner. There's been three freaking games. You're putting him over. Matt Ryan, that's number one. Yeah. Number two, I'm going to go back. See, we're on our celebrate. Actually, kind of missed this. We're going to have like a celebratory like a two-year anniversary episode soon in the next couple of weeks. But the very first episode, you recall that very well because we like to send that back and forth with each other and listen to our voices a lot. Like how much has changed. Like your voice is like a squeaky crack. Um, Welcome back to Sports um, Headlines. Welcome back to Sports Headlines. This is a new episode on the channel. <laughs> no, we go ahead. Um, and we had a topic. Is Patrick Mahomes the best count quarterback right now? And I said he wasn't. I, I believe I said Carson Wentz, right. didn't I? We both said he wasn't. And that was around the same time, kind of like the week three mark. You said no. And through the first three games, and Patrick Mahomes, full season, he had 10 touchdowns. Zero hitters. No, oh, my bad. Not 10. 13 touchdowns. 10. I mean, my bad. 13 touchdowns. Zero interceptions. Zero. Posting three. I mean, two 200 
said no we said because there were guys like Deshaun Watson and Carson Wentz who at that time had played better I mean because Mahomes sat Mahomes sat his first season your mic's cutting out your mic's cutting out it's kind of hard to hear but um Mahomes sat his first season behind Alex Smith and and I think with that kind of of you know what? Did, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Um, I'm sorry. What, what was another reason why we said that? See, see, this is what you do. You, you blurt out the stuff that doesn't help you and just focus on what, 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 what you remember happening. What, what was also another reason why we said not yet? Because Carson Wentz, for me, was coming off of an MVP season. I mean, an MVP caliber season. Yes, he was. Yeah, it is pretty bad, but I mean, because if, if here, look at this, you have you have Deshaun Watson who kind of resurrected the Texans franchise. They were they were kind of in the dumps in terms of quarterbacks. Matt Schaub was Matt Schaub, and then they had guys like Brock Osweiler come in, and then they picked Watson. In the, yes, Brock Osweiler. Brock Osweiler straight up just said. Give me money right now to Bill O'Brien. He said, "Okay, and I'll give you the starting quarterback job." <laughs> but um, but, but, but but wait, seriously, all seriousness, you seriously don't remember the other part? What was the other part? We said, we said this. Patrick Mahomes has played great, but while you said Deshaun Watson and Carson Wentz played spectacular the previous years, but we also said, look. It's been three games. You cannot push my to three games over Matt Ryan, a super – oh, my God. Uh, a guy that is an MVP, has won an MVP, been to a Super Bowl. You cannot put him get over – this can't go five yards oh, – has over five yards just yet. Um, who else you put? Matthew Stafford, not yet. Jimmy G. Not yet, I would say. You're talking about Burrow? You're talking about Burrow? Not better than Jimmy G? Burrow, Burrow is a transcendent quarterback right now. He is saving Bengals. He is, he is, okay, but you know, you know what their offensive line is and what kind of numbers he's putting up? I mean, seriously. Joe Mixon, they have no running game right now because the offensive line forgot how to block over the summer. That's because Zach Taylor wants to just – I mean, look, look at his passing attempts. He's also – his stats are inflated. He threw the ball 61 times in week two. 44 you know why? in week Because they, they had to keep coming from behind. You can't run the ball when you're behind, Sean. You know that. They were ahead against Philly. They had – it was neck and neck against Philly. And against the Chargers, my Chargers. Actually, you know, let, me, let me pull up the game again. Inexperienced coaching by Zach Taylor. I'm talking again about the running game. They, they, seriously, they had the lead all the way up until the fourth quarter. They also can't really run the ball. Look, I again I don't know the exact number, but Zach, I know Joe Mixon's averaging under under four yards a carry. Okay, but wait, last year, so wait, has the offensive line, like, you would say the offensive line is practically the same from this year to last year, right? They, they haven't improved it, have they? They have not improved, no. Okay, they have not improved it, and yet Joe Mixon was a thousand yard rusher last year, over four yards a carry, five rushing touchdowns, and 287 yards from, from, from uh, out of the backfield. What's Let me your ask you a question. Who, who was the Bengals' left tackle last year? Who was the Bengals' left tackle last year? They actually they answer your question with the question. All I'm saying is he was a better run blocker than Jonah Williams. That's that's 
And Jonah Williams is the new piece in that offensive line. And while I think he has great promise and is going to be a good tackle in the NFL, not in this season, not this first season, especially coming off of a, of a, of a major surgery, especially when it's a leg, a leg surgery. I mean, that's huge for an offensive line. You've got to have a good base to be able to block guys like Khalil Mack and Aaron Donald, Zadarius Smith, Daniil Hunter, Miles Garrett, the list goes I like, on. I like how you said Zadarius Smith before Nick Bosa and Joey Bosa. I like that. You know what? I'm not going to lie to you. Those guys just came to my mind later. Um, and all, all I'm saying is if Joe Burrow plays this way, like, and it's week eight or it's the end of the season, I, I have no problem. But it's been three all I'm saying weeks, is, guys. All I'm saying Calm is. The, stop the presses. Calm down. All, it's three all weeks. I'm saying stop is. It. His talent right now looks to be top 10. That's talent. Okay, Zion, Zion Williams is a top 10 player right now, then. He doesn't have the perimeter game. Joe Burrow is not designed an elite arm strength. So he's got deep accuracy. He's got medium accuracy. Going back to the Madden ratings, man. Why are you making me that, bring that, in Madden? Just, you know I don't like that game. Right, that's another thing. Like, why are you using Madden? Oh, wait, and really quickly, yeah, Diamond's at the perimeter game, even though I'm pretty sure he shot. I'll, I'll get to that later. Um, we're just taking one attribute out of the games, okay? John Morant, top ten player in the league. He, okay, he's not. He's not more talented than guys like Anthony Davis or even even Russell Westbrook. He's like a a, a smaller version of Russell Westbrook. What? He's not more talented no. than Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook okay. and John Moran have very better shooter, okay. better shooter, better true point guard. Okay, he has the same level of explosiveness. Actually, Russell Westbrook is bigger and stronger, and and to me that's an that's an upgrade against the, the uh, smaller uh, set uh, John okay. Moran. Okay. I'm not saying he won't okay. be better than okay. Russell Westbrook. Okay. All okay. I'm saying so, is so, the moment. So you're saying Russell Westbrook is more talented than John Moran right now? I'm not saying John Moran's better. I'm talking about more talent. He's more talented than John Morant, quote-unquote. Joe Burrow's better than guys like Jimmy Garoppolo and, and, and Baker Mayfield. Matt yes, Ryan. Matt Ryan. Oh, my three. It's three weeks. Three weeks. Calm 28 to three. How do you lose 28 to three? And you can say, yes, it's the defense. But you still got to score points. You can't just stop scoring and leave the game three quarters in. So we're bringing stuff up from four years ago. We can now. bring up oh. stuff from the last two weeks because the Falcons did the same thing <laughs> in the last two weeks. I mean, seriously. All, all I'm saying is Joe Burrow. Three games. Top ten that is literally the equivalent to saying Zion is a top ten player. That's the exact equivalent. No, that's also the literal equivalent. Zion Williamson uh, isn't the best player on his team. I'm just bringing up talent because from, what? From, Zion's not the best player I've seen. What? Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram. He had a great you heard year. Heard me say Brandon Ingram. Brandon he had a great year, but stop. Ingram. Stop it. Brandon. Stop. Brandon Ingram. Brandon. Stop Ingram. it. Oh, and really quickly. Oh wait, where are they? What? What's your top ten quarterbacks right now? Zion, Zion, you said a lack of perimeter game, 43% from three, 58 from field. Yeah, great, great, not, not a bunch of three. So 58% from the yeah. field, <laughs> average 23 average twenty three points per game this year is 28 minutes in 24 games. Small sample size, just like Joe Burrow. Three dead on games. Three, this is week eight. You kind of you can have a Okay, just wait till week eight then, and then you can change your quarterback list. I, you still haven't told me your top ten through one. I've done it multiple occasions. Okay, so what? You, you, I think I know you had Josh Allen in there, right? Josh Allen is not a top ten quarterback. I don't change my list based off of every throw a quarterback makes. Like, this is you. Oh, Aaron Rodgers, oh, that throw is just slightly behind Dallas Scantley. By the way, Al Lazard, core surgery. Uh, indefinitely, and Devontae Adams, uh, I'm sure I'll play Monday night, so I have to change my pick. I don't know yet. Um, but 
Um, oh, yeah, so uh, he, he threw it on the left shoulder. I wanted that pass to be on the right shoulder. Uh, you know, I, I'm a dog on percentage point in my power rankings. Like, stop it. I don't, I don't okay. do that. You know I'm not. You know I'm not that thorough, and, and I have yet to develop my own percentage system. Although I trust me, I'm working on it. I have right okay. now my quarter. So I have I the, have, my top. No, wait, really quick. Sean, I have my top 35 quarterbacks right here on this yeah, spreadsheet. See, see, see. This is what top 35. Don't, you know, you know who's you know who's number 35. That, that don't know what they're talking about. Jordan Love. Games, you hear me? Jordan Love is number 35. You see it on each finger, right? You see it? Three? Three. Thank you. See, this person is next to me. Three. Zion played 24 games, about the same sample size as Joe Burrow. So Zion wins the stop. NBA the is so different than the NFL, hey, though. Hey, the, quarter, the quarterback position is the most valuable position in all of sports. The weight is the most valuable position right now in the NBA. When you guard, that's what I always say. Is Zion Williamson a wing all of a sudden? Because I said he was a wing. I I've said he's a wing before, and you said he's more of a he's more of a of a power forward. Anywhere near the top ten of anything, except for bad contracts. I have a phone in my uh, in my brush. I have to call the inquiry right quick. Call away. Yes, you know the you have contacts in the NBA, NBA.com, and ESPN. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Um, I need you to stop the presses. Don't release any newspaper yet. I need you to contact ESPN and tell them that Zion Williamson is a top ten player in the NBA right now. And actually, you know what? You said it, not me. You know, he's top 10 player. Top 10 player. Because guess what? Joe Burrow's top 10 quarterback. I know, right? It's been three games. Three games. So yeah, make sure you tell each man that. Tell Steve that I said my love, all right? All right, appreciate you. All right. All right. You too. You still didn't shake that too much? All right, bet. Is that is that the brush that that Adrian Wojnarowski uses to brush his hair with? <laughs> Dang, you talking about that thing like it's your best friend. All right, all I'm saying is, Joe Burrow, three games. Three games. He has a whole track record of the greatest college football season from any quarterback ever. What? Joe Burrow said it himself. It, it was not like it, this is why college football is such a tough spot right now because Joe Burrow. If he was still playing right now, he would not get drafted. Like, no, wait. Let, let me explain. That's what he said, basically. Like, if he was in a situation he was like, coming off of his first year at LSU, he wouldn't even been drafted based off that first year in LSU. Okay? So, great. Yes, he had a great year last year, but look at all the other quarterbacks that had great years in college that have not translated to anything. I don't even – I should. I shouldn't have to. Start, start naming some. Please bring up, please bring up this one guy that I'm thinking of right now. Please bring him up. He he played in the SEC, down south. Left-handed. What? What? Tim Tebow. Please, thank you for bringing him up. All right, here we go. Tim Tebow is nowhere near. Uh, he wasn't even a very good passer at Florida. He was a running quarterback. He would have made a probably a pretty good running back in the NFL. I think Grace, Lamar Jackson's Grace, better than him. Grace, Lamar Jackson is a better passer than Tim Tebow ever was. Lamar Jackson was a, is a better passer than Tim Tebow ever was. Lamar Jackson's a quarterback. Tim Tebow, is he still playing right now? No, he, he's an analyst right now. He's a college football analyst. Anyway, Tim Tebow, Marcus Mariota, Jameis Winston, Blake Bortles. But you see warning signs with those guys. Joe Burrow has a better processor than all of those guys coming out of college and through the first three games in the NFL. I mean, t- first three games. Three games. Oh, my God. It's been three games. At the end of the season, if Joe Burrow 
the likes now. You are absolutely right. You are right. Jesus, you're right. But it's been three hey, Sean. games. September 1st. I believe, sep- I believe September 1st is a Sunday. So on September 2nd, I'm going to need you to get on SH. What, September 2nd, 2021? Or wait, wait, what? I'm going to need you to get on SH on September... September? Yeah, September 2nd, or November 2nd, sorry. November 2nd. Got my months mixed up. November 2nd is a Monday. I'm going to need you to come on to Sports Headlines and apologize to me and to Joe Burrow because he is going to continue to play extraordinarily well, and you will not oh, be able to say he's not a top-team quarterback. All I said is three games, dude. Calm down. Three games. That's all I said. I said nothing wrong or offensive to Joe Burrow. I said it's been three games. Let's calm down. You said Jimmy Garoppolo was better than him. I said – You said – yeah, yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, that, that means he's better. Three games. All I said was calm down. You said you said a game manager in Jimmy Garoppolo was a better quarterback than Joe Sif Burrow. And also, see, see, this is what happens when you're in a baseball fight. They just they just ignore all the good stuff you say about somebody. You said three games. That's that's your whole argument. Three games. Three games. Three games. I told you. Look at the film. His processor. His pocket presence, his outside of the pocket presence, his football IQ, his accuracy, his arm strength, his arm throwing, strength throwing on the run. Go watch film. His arm, the arm strength, may, okay, okay, the arm strength you may be able to debate. I said he was probably in the 10 to 12, 13 range. No, you said top 10. I said name said two. Top 10. I said name two stats that are not top. You said top ten. You say he's a top ten arm strength, and that's why I got like what Matt Ryan, Russell Wilson. He's a long row. Russell Wilson is more of a touch pass. Doesn't mean he's also. He is. He's also. You do you want me to make an arm strength rating? I I'll, I'll, I'll think of it. Um, this is gonna be a rip off Madden rating. So you got Josh Allen, of course. Patrick Mahomes. I think it's fair to say Justin Herbert's in there. Rodgers. Um, does Big Ben still have a top ten? Arm? I think Big Ben probably has a top ten arm. This is a waste of time. Let's 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 keep it rolling. We're, I'm never going to be able to convince you because until he, I'm never going to be able to. Stafford has six. Patrick Mahomes. You said Justin Herbert. You said Justin Herbert. Uh, right. Josh Allen, Cam looks like he has a can still. That's 10. And then Lamar Jackson has a can norm. Right. What? Lamar, yes. Oh, please. Lamar Jackson. And Joe Burrow definitely has a better arm. Arm. Yes. All I said, I compliment Joe Burrow as well. I said he's played great through the first three games. He's looked well. He showed a lot of poise, especially in that Browns game. But it's been three games. Calm down. And, 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 and it's, not like, it's, not like, it's not like I'm rooting against him or like I'm downing him. All I'm saying is week eight or end of the season, not like end of the season. Week eight still kind of early. End of the John. season, end of the season, you're playing this high. You yourself, Patrick Mahomes, why was he not the best the, the, uh, top ten quarterback? We didn't, we didn't have him in top ten. Then we said, stop the presses, three weeks, calm down. It's week three. Let's move on. It's too early. Jeez. Last thing I got to say. In exactly one month, on November 2nd, I want you to come on the show, and I want you to apologize. Next topic. Sean, let's shift to the MLB, okay? How dangerous right now are the Padres coming off an 11-9 to win, uh, win against the Cardinals? How dangerous are the Padres now in the playoffs? He is a bona fide star in this league. They are so fun to watch. This year, he cemented himself as a bona fide star. They're so fun to watch. It's uh, really interrupted. But seriously, they're so fun to watch. I was a little worried at some point. They were down 4-0 last night's game. I watched a good chunk of that game. 
you get a two run inning in the fourth, I think. Um, Tati strikes out with the bases loaded. I'm still sitting there, like, they're going to lose this game. That was the golden opportunity. I was just waiting. Like, Tati's bases loaded. Come on, Tati. Hit one. I was just, I was if you're going to hit one 430, it might as well be now. Right. I, I was like, Tati, he loves, he loves to crack one. He loves to crack a homer. He strikes out. And I'm like, this, the game is over. It was literally over. I was like, oh, gosh. The, the, the car is about to win this game. And then Tatis hits a homer later in the game. To give him the lead. Oh, no, they're down one now. And he just gives, like, the meanest, like, I, I, I hate that I have to continue to reference this, but it's, like, so ingrained in my head. LeBron death stare. Like, he just looked at his bench with a stare, like, in his head. Like, saying, let's freaking go. We got this. And uh, and I was a little surprised. And I'm just, like, the regular right, we saw this, like, Let's go this this swaggerish, um, energetic Padres team. And we, I wasn't seeing that. And then Renato right Tatis gave that death stare. I was like, oh, it's there. But they're not happy right now. They're ticked off. And, and they're angry right now. Like Miami, when LeBron was there, they had that swag. They had that, energet- that energeticness or energy or whatever. But when they needed to turn it on, LeBron had that angry mode like, I got this. I'm about to go get. I'm about to, Here we man, go. Yeah, I'm about to go get 45, 15, and five. And Tatis in the last four, and he's had two homers. Will Myers played well as well. Um, and Charles Hill solo homer right after. Um, because they were down six two. Tatis is a three more shot, and Machado immediately follows it up with a solo shot to tie it up. And that, and now that was all she wrote. San Diego's gonna win tonight. I'm confident. As Charles Martin was saying, I guarantee it. Um, but yeah, the Padres are so fun to watch. I'm really looking forward to their matchup with my Dodgers if they win. And the Yankees Rays matchup is going to be so fun to watch. Those two series are going to be so fun. The other two may not be as fun. Those will be good series with the A's and the Astros. And the Rays and probably the Marlins, unfortunately, because I had that. I still have that voice in my head. Waters and Marlins have never lost. Shut up. Yeah. So. Here's here's what I gotta say regarding the Padres. Super fun team to watch. They they bring the energy. They they just they have a youthful almost ignorance that we can beat anybody. These guys aren't necessarily these guys aren't better than us. We're right here. We're a new team. We're not the old Padres of 2012. We're 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 a new team. We're one of the best teams in in the major in made the major leagues. But here's the thing. They got to go up against Jack Flaherty tonight, and they have not they have not released their starter. Right now, it's Jack Flaherty versus TBD. And they've already used their best pitcher in Chris Paddock. Um, yesterday, uh, oh, I forgot who started for them yesterday. Um, I believe it was... Oh, oh, right. They went with the bull. They went the bullpen game. So you know they they could go with um, guy like maybe Mike Clevenger um, starts today, but still Jack Flaherty is one of the best pitchers in in the National League right now, and if he can pitch well, the Padres are not going to score a lot of runs, even though they have a very very good offense. For that reason, I think the Cardinals are probably going to win tonight, and end up winning the series. And boy, oh boy, I was confident in my picks, and wow, they just went down the drains. The Sox lost, the White Sox lost, the oh man, the Astros. You already do that for basketball and football. You should listen to me on baseball too. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, now you're just getting cocky. Okay, who'd you have going to the World Series? Your Dodgers. Rays, Yankees, A's, Astros. I think I'm with the Astros, and then Dodgers. Padres, Cubs, Reds. I got wrong so far, Reds. So maybe you should listen to me. Um, if, hey, all I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, if the Braves face anybody else in the in Major League Baseball other than the Reds, I would have picked the Braves. All I'm gonna say. I picked them to go to the World Series at the beginning of this year. He did that to make me mad. All right, 
next topic on today's show, guys. A couple more for you guys. Warner, did Miami Heat play the Los Angeles Lakers tonight in Game 2 of the NBA Finals? Bam on the bottom with the shoulder is listed doubtful, and Gordon Drogic is listed doubtful, but Jimmy Butler made a very interesting comment on the jump yesterday with interview by Rachel Nichols, basically saying this, where Rachel asked him um, if how, how big a blow that is, when he said, of course that's a big blow, but who cares? We're still expected to win, so... Adding a little pressure, which I don't think the Lakers really care, because, I mean, I don't think the Lakers obviously want a little bit. But, Warner, any chance that he can win tonight and win the series, any chance? No. Next. I mean, I mean, really, there's, I, they, they have probably like a, a 7% chance in my book to win tonight. I, I think it's, it's pretty much out of the question. And for the series, I think they can still give the Lakers a run for their money, but I don't think they're going to win the series, especially being down 2-0. If Bam was playing tonight, then I would say maybe. It's closer. But the way that the Lakers handled business in game one, they came out on just another level that I was not expecting at all that I really hadn't seen from them throughout through the West. Um, I, I really – I've seen guys like Anthony Davis – the guys like Anthony Davis put up 30-plus. LeBron, tw- high 20s and a triple-double. And, and guys like Danny Green and KCP shoot well. And, and But I, I've never seen such a great, cohesive effort offensively and defensively to totally shut down the other team's offense while having almost everybody in a positive plus-minus. Did we not hold on, hold on. game five of the Rockets series? We did, but, but here, here's the thing. The Heat are better than the Rockets. I mean, <laughs> the, the Heat are better than the Rockets. And so just the way that they handled business against the Heat was was really awe-inspiring. And and I, I think they definitely win tonight. And and I think they're definitely going to win the series. I had Lakers winning the series at the beginning, just the Heat being able to give them a run for it and not Stop to beat. I, 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 you were parading about the Heat. It was like, oh, my gosh, ESPN, ESPN, the Heat are going to beat this up, the Lakers. In seven games, the Heat are going to do it. Yeah, that's right. Here, I, I, this is what I said. This is what I said. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure this is an exact quote, but knowing my memory, you, you never know. Um, I said that the Heat can. I, I said watch out for the Heat because they can give the Lakers a run for their money. Now, I'm not saying the Heat are going to win the the championship, but I'm am saying that this series is going to be a very, very close uh, point differential. And the Heat are going to give the Lakers a run for their money. Wait, when did I say? When did I say that the the Heat were going to win? You didn't really say, but the way you were parading was like you were a secret. Like, of course, oh, we got a secret Heat fan in the chat. Um, I was, I was, <laughs> I mean, I I gotta say, I was kind of rooting for the Heat just because of the underdogs, and you being just upset is is so fun. But um. See, the I, at the at the end of the day, my my pick was still the Lakers. Anyway, um, first off, I don't know why you're surprised. I'm not surprised. Okay, number two, I told you so. Those are my favorite four words. I told you so. Those are my favorite four words. <laughs> I'm glad you can count to four. <laughs> my favorite four words. I told you so. Okay, there we go. Four words. I was right. My favorite four words in the English dictionary. I told you so. I was right. This is what I expected from the beginning. The Lakers would be dominant. Okay? I thought the Heat matchup, I thought it was going to be a little bit better matchup-wise, but LA, again, I'm not surprised. Okay? This topic is a waste of my time. The series is over. They win tonight. Sweep. Get the bros. That's fans. Wow. Sweep? I don't think they're going to, I don't think they're going to sweep unless Bam misses more games. Drogic's done for the series. Drogic is not coming back, even if the game, if, even if it goes seven. And the way that they dominated in game one, even with Drogic in, the series is over. They went tonight like they won in game one. Get the breaks. I'm celebrating early. Hey, 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 hey. At, hey, Sean, ask, ask Matt Ryan. Never celebrate too early. That's different. That's different. That <laughs> would be a. Well, I know it's extremely unlikely, and I don't think they're going to do it. 
All I'm saying is a sweep. The Miami can at least take one game, I think. Unless unless Bam is not himself for game three and four. That's fair. That's fair. You can you can do that. As long as you apologize come November second when Joe oh Burrow gosh. stays a top ten quarterback in the league. Anyways, moving on Last to the topic. next topic. Last, Last topic, topic of the night. Big, big topic. Now, Sean, in case you guys don't know, used to be a Patriots fan. And then Deflate Gate happened, and then he didn't like the Patriots anymore. You can't judge me for that though. He was just a bandwagon oh. when he was younger. Um, so here's, here's the question to you, Sean. I know how much you love Patrick Mahomes right now. I mean, you said he was your best, the best quarterback in the league and you kind of disrespected the chiefs a little bit by saying they were the second best team to the Ravens at number one, but they, they proved you wrong. And and you admitted that who is more valuable, more valuable. Once again, that is valuable. Who is more valuable to their team and their organization, Patrick Mahomes or Bill Belichick? Okay, um, I want to keep this as quick as possible. We're running low on time here, and I'm going to disagree. The answer is Patrick Mahomes, and here's why. Patrick Mahomes, no disrespect to Bill Belichick, the greatest coach of all time. Greatest coach of all time. No disrespect to Patrick Mahomes. I mean, Bill Belichick. But Patrick Mahomes, the Kansas City Chiefs, I mean, those those are two two large. I mean, who who did he have? I mean, he had Ty- Tyreek Hill, he had Kelsey, of course, even though he's technically not a receiver. Who else did he have? I'm going to disassemble your argument. The receivers that um, that Smith here, here, this is the skill players that Smith had. He had uh, Kareem Hunt, who made a Pro Bowl, Tyreek Hill, who made a Pro Bowl, Demarcus Robinson, and Albert Wilson. Come on now. Serviceable. Demarcus Robinson is still playing well now with Patrick Mahomes. Albert Wilson is not. 
Yes, but he is their number. He's their number three to four receiver. That's true. That's true. All I'm saying is it does help when you have better receivers. Just look at Aaron Rodgers. Um, they had pretty much they had pretty much the same offensive line, and then defensively, they were nowhere near. They had aging stars, Derek Johnson and Justin Houston. They had emerging star. Earlier, yes, because Derek Johnson is probably, a, a, if not a Hall of Famer, pretty close to being a Hall of Fame linebacker. Uh, Justin Houston, of course, an elite pass rusher in his day. They had they had Chris Jones, um, who was it was his second season in the league. And then they had guys like Ron Parker and Daniel Sorensen as their safeties, who are – I mean, Tyron Matthew is definitely better than Ron Parker. Eric Berry didn't play because, um, you know, cancer. Um, here's why – but he didn't – he wasn't a starter in, in 2018 – or 2017. In um, this is why Bill Belichick is the more valuable player. He's the coach and the GM and the defensive play caller. I don't know if Tom Brady is a top 10 all-time quarterback. If top 10 all-time, if Belichick is not there. Well, now, now, you can say maybe most of his success is because of Josh McDaniels. I think that's fine because McDaniels does call plays. Still, you know what I'm saying? I think he's still – I think Tom Brady is a still a good quarterback. But I know – I the Patriots – hold on, hold on. I don't think he's the goat, and and I don't think he'd be top ten without Belichick. And the goat debate, we can. Oh, oh, oh yeah, that's right. Because you think Aaron Rodgers is the goat, Mr. One, one hey, 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 let me finish. That's a topic. That's a topic for another day. That's another topic for another day. This is this is this is this is why uh, Belichick is more valuable. The Patriots defense. The the Patriots have had a top ten defense. In ten of the or in twelve seasons, of um of of greatness, basically in twelve seasons they've had a top ten defense. That is essentially unheard of. Go look at it. Yes, twelve seasons of well, Belichick. Done in three years is virtually. Hold on. What you say? Okay. Hold no, on. No, go ahead. I think Brady is still a, uh, you know, in his prime, still a top five, top ten quarterback. But all time, I don't. I think he falls. There's no way that the Patriots, with Drew Bledsoe, as as their as their starter, basically, because um, you can argue that Tom Brady doesn't even get a shot, uh, it, even if Bledsoe still gets hurt and Belichick isn't there. There's no way the Patriots have six Super Bowl rings. Bill Belichick has left behind him a, a whole new mentality of, of player in the NFL. He's, he's utilized the hybrid linebacker. He's used, um, he's used a lot of safety, uh, hybrid linebacker safety kind of guys. And, and the scheme he runs is, is so great. He runs a lot of man coverage, and he has he, – he knows how to – He it often, and it almost always fails. Yeah. And and I think that's 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 another way that you can say Bill Belichick is so great. Here's what I'm gonna say: the Chiefs without Mahomes, I don't think they win a Super Bowl. I, I it's debatable if they even get to the AFC Championship game. The Patriots without Belichick, do they have even a single championship? I'll end the show like that. Thank you all for watching Sports Headlines. We are the most authentic place in sports. I mean, I'm serious. Do they win? Do they win even a single championship? This is how we're ending the show. They watch the most authentic place in sports. Sean Davis, Porter Sinker, Joe Burrow. It's not a top 10 quarterback yet. It's been three weeks, people. Talk to me in a month. Three weeks. I will accept accept your apology in one month. But see you guys Monday. Tonight, game three, Sunday night. It's been three weeks, people. Three freaking weeks. You have on one hand. See you on Monday. Thanks for